0: I'm Debbie Mahelam, Mama of four, Air Force vet turned passionate spiritual entrepreneur. And it wasn't all that long ago that I not only lacked the confidence, but the tools and understanding of how to manifest a limitless life. As an ICF accredited certified coach, I created Dear Debbie Dream Daringly to inspire, guide and support you on the path to manifest your incomparable life. The universe absolutely led you here for a reason. So, if you want a life you love from the depths of your soul, create a life that makes an impact and live your daring dreams, then you're absolutely in the right place. I've got you covered. Let's welcome what is the highest good for all and get started. Welcome. Hey everyone! It's your manifesting mentor Debbie Mahilam. Welcome again to Dear Debbie Dream Daringly. Thank you so much for being a part of this show. I am internally grateful. Today we're going to be talking about strategically setting ourselves up for daily success based on the season of our lives. You know, it's interesting to me because I've been reflecting on seasons of my own life and, you know, we do change so much. And sometimes we stay stuck in routines that just don't serve us anymore. And conversely, sometimes we forget to bring routines along with us. <laughs> just to give you an example, I just got home from an incredible family vacation. Um, that was ridiculously amazing. Kind of one of those once in a lifetime type of trips. Um, and I do have a morning routine in place. Unfortunately, one of the things I forgot to do was to think of a way to adapt a morning routine that I could take with me on vacation. And what happened was because we were kind of traveling around from place to place, you know, a few days here, a few days there, a few days, you get the idea is I completely obliterated my morning routine. Now, just to give you a little context, when I was younger, I kind of considered myself one of these fly-by-your-seat-of-the-pants people. Let's imagine how well that served me. I'm a U.S. Air Force veteran, a mom of four. I had a secondary career as a salesperson. So you can kind of guess that what's one of the things all of these have in common processes very 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 strategic processes so while i am a very spontaneous type of person i was not a fly by my seat kind of gal as much as i think i like to have thought that um i also do believe now in retrospect i'm kind of (laughs) Free <laughs> spitting here or however that catchphrase is uh riffing here if you will um that I just wasn't as cognizant perhaps of things that were happening that I needed to have been because they, I just had so much going on all the time and I had so many other people's schedules so In today's world, we understand this as I wasn't filling my own cup up as well as I should have been. And I was serving from an empty cup all too often. And what we know now is from the research and just logically, that leads to burnout, that leads to exhaustion, that leads to stress, that leads to chronic stress. And chronic stress leads to Disease after a very long period of time. It leads to a host of other things. And um, unfortunately, that's not helpful to anyone. So, knowing that, it's really, really important to have a really good and structured morning routine because the research does show how beneficial a morning routine is it can help set the tone for the day and provide a sense of structure and stability so while fly by the seat of my pants thinking me would have liked to have thought that no i know i need structure i think there's most of us I'd say the majority of us, to be honest with you, we just need structure of some sort each and every day that we can count on. And we're gonna talk a little bit about that later in the episode, um, about time and location that's gonna blow your mind. But just to get back to a morning routine that helps set the tone for your day and sets you up for success, by providing that sense of structure and stability. It can also provide an overall well-being, sense of well-being by reducing stress and anxiety. It increases your energy levels and it promotes a sense of self-care right off the bat. So ultimately, and I think we all know this, so I'm kind of preaching to the choir here. The purpose of our morning routine is to create a positive and productive start to our day. And that leads to increased happiness, success, and overall well-being. Now, what do we know that's inherent to us specifically in spirituality terms? It's good to feel good. We need to feel good. That raises our vibration. It tracks better to us. So whatever we can do to feel what is at our core, what we are supposed to be feeling, which is good, we we should do more of. And by setting ourselves up, in the morning for the rest of our day of course we should be doing that now there's tons and tons of research that shows that a morning routine provides these positive and productive outcomes i'm not going to you know sit here and and quote all of them but just so you know a study published in the journal of positive psychology found that people who had a morning routine that included activities they enjoyed, such as reading or listening to music, reported higher levels of happiness and life satisfaction. I mean, you can't beat that. So, what's the best way, and we'll use research here again, to devise an individual morning routine? And when I say that, I also want us to remember when we look at our individual morning routines, let's remind ourselves to remember the season of life we're in. Because my life is going to look very differently than yours. So when we start to look at our morning routines, maybe we can identify what's going to be most important to us because we can't if you already have a morning routine absolutely fantastic kudos if you're reinventing your morning routine and i'm never going to say start from scratch because i love how mel robbins puts it you're starting from experience not from scratch let's maybe look at how you're wheel of life might look and if you're starting from your wheel of life let's choose something that's going to be of most importance to you um i'm gonna put a downloadable wheel of life on my website under the show notes for the podcast so you can download that so you can have that to look at And what I mean by this is, you know, under the wheel, you have like different categories, health, relationships, spirituality, um, career. Not that that's really going to be, you know, maybe necessary for your morning routine, so to speak. But when you look at these different categories, you can kind of assess for yourself, you know, which ones need to be really identified in being a priority for your morning and choose one to start with because we all know if you try to do everything at once it's just not going to work you need to start with something and then add to it once you've gotten a foothold a solid foothold on that first habit so The research shows, of course, you want to identify your goals and think about what you want to achieve through your morning routine. So like I was saying with your wheel of life, do you want to improve your physical health, your mental health, productivity, all of the above? But knowing your goals can help you choose the right activities for your routine. And as I said before, you know, we want to start small. Because it's important to start with something manageable and then gradually build up to more activities over time. Because starting with too much can, like I said, lead to burnout and it make it difficult to stick with. And that won't help us be successful and have a productive morning that leads to the happiness and overall well-being. So the next key is to be consistent. And this is why we also want to start small. Because when you're just doing that one little thing that you can get a foothold, a toehold on, and do it each and every day, you feel good about doing that. And remember, it feels good to feel good. And you're going to notice a change within... Not only your day, but yourself when you've got that consistency on a habit that's improving your day, your sense of self, your well-being. And if you've prioritized it based on what you know you need inherently, let's say your health. So you choose to do exercise in the morning. For some people I know the exercise in the morning, just that's not gonna work out for you for whatever reason because you do better when you exercise in the afternoon. So you might choose meditation in the morning and you find that that really grounds you and helps you free up your, your brain. And you have a better sense of, okay, I'm grounded. Now I can get through my day better. So you have to figure it out for yourself individually how that works. And you can play around with it a little bit too. So you can see like, you know, that thing didn't work so well. So let me pivot. It's kind of like life in general. But being consistent when you do find that thing that works is really the key choosing the activities that work for you because everyone is different like I said but you have to also choose the ones that not only work for your schedule but that you enjoy doing you know some people like I said prefer to exercise in the morning others prefer to meditate or read it all depends so and it's also important to note that we need to be flexible because there's going to be some some days weeks like when you go on vacation that you just have to adjust as needed now i want to i want to also note here that when you hear from your friends like oh my gosh i got this routine that works oh this is perfect for me remember what works for someone else just not might not be your cup of tea. You might be a coffee drinker. (laughs) All right, bad pun, sorry. The thing I can tell you though, that really is going to work for everyone though, is not the consistency part of doing it daily, but also being consistent about when you go to sleep and when you wake up. The research proves that over and over. Because waking up at the same time every day by going to bed equally at the same time every evening, it's just your biochemistry and your body's circadian rhythms. When you have to fight that because you're hitting the snooze or you're doing things differently every day, you're just you're making yourself struggle. So if you can find A point in the evening when you know you can go to bed consistently you are going to make it so much easier for yourself now something I did find as well and I learned this from um, the Huberman lab in my neuroscience certificate program from just actually doing it is when I started going to bed at about the same time every night and then waking up in the morning because I started setting my alarm because for me personally, I get up and exercise. But when I started setting my alarm and getting up without hitting snooze, because again, sorry, I'm sounding redundant and I apologize. Hitting the snooze actually makes you more tired, but getting up and getting out of bed and turning on all of the lights. If you don't have natural light available to you when you get up, turning on bright lights will actually help you to start waking up every day at that time. Because when you get light into the back of your retinas, it really helps to modify and get your circadian rhythm in sync it was amazing to me that i found once i started doing this i was waking up before my alarm which totally freaked me out i also have on my phone i have the light bulbs that you can connect to an app i was setting them at the same time that my alarm would go off so all the lights would come on. So the alarm would go off, all the lights would come on. So as soon as that happened, I was getting that flood of light. But again, when I realized I was starting to wake up before the alarm, I set the light bulbs ahead of that. So it really helped get me to wake up sooner. It was really wonderful when I lived in Hawaii that you know i could stand by a window or just go outside because the first thing i would do is get the dogs up and we'd go out for a walk i was getting all that natural light um now another thing aside from having that consistent schedule is when you if you're a person who takes a shower first thing in the morning is ending your shower with an icy blast of water. Not only will that wake you up, (laughs) no will that wake you up, but I also specifically do that, having the universe help clear my aura because I ask with intention for that to happen. Now, so taking a cold shower or ending a hot shower with an icy blast of water can have a lot of potential benefits for the body and mind and the research shows that it boosts alertness and improves circulation relieves muscle soreness i love that's why i take a shower even before i go to exercise because i wake up with a lot of pain and this really helps me personally but get this it also enhances immunity They say that cold exposure may help stimulate the production of immune cells, which can help strengthen the immune system and increase resistance to infections. I mean, who doesn't need that now? It also reduces stress and depression. So by having that exposure to cold water, it can help activate and release the endorphins, which, you know, are the body's natural feel good chemicals. Now, I have to say this as well, you know, as that cautionary word. This not may not be suitable for everyone, especially with you know people who have certain health conditions, you know, such as rainouts or cardiovascular problems. So it's always a good idea to consult your doctor, or healthcare professional before changing your shower routine or health practices. So um, okay. I wanted now to talk to you about something that's really kind of crucial to setting up your morning routine. And that's doing something the night before. Sounds logical, right? But it's a strategy that you've probably heard about, but on the Food Network. And you're going to be like, Debbie, wait, what? What does the Food Network have to do with my morning routine? Well, it's called the mise en place. And it's a French term used in cooking that means everything in its place. And essentially it's about preparing all the ingredients and in our case, tools before beginning to cook so that we can smoothly and efficiently execute in cooking it would be the cooking process. But for us, it would be our morning routine process. So when we want to think about something that we're going to successfully plan and execute the night before and doing mise en place, think of it this way. And I'm just going to use myself as an example here. So as I've told you, I get up every morning and I I take a shower and I have my workout clothes from the night before already laid out, everything all ready to go and I get dressed and I go straight down and I work out in my apartment complexes gym. And since I don't have to go like digging through laundry and trying to find a pair of socks that match or you know, where are my shoes, where's this, where's that, where's my water bottle, where are my keys, where's, you know, a little towel, yada, yada, yada. I've got everything all together. So not only is it a time saver, it's also kind of less of a drag or resistance on my my mind, my brain, because at that time of the morning, the last thing any of us needs is friction. So I make it as frictionless as possible, just like in cooking with the mise en place, when you have, have you noticed on those cooking shows, it's, they have everything laid out so beautifully and it makes it seem so effortless because it is. And this strategy has really helped me, particularly in the beginning, when I was going through that rough stage of getting up all bleary eyed and having that sliding door moment of, I really don't want to do this. But I did. And the more I just pushed myself, it became easier. And the days that were more difficult, I visualized myself going and the sliding door moment of not going and what I mean by that is in those brief seconds where I felt like I don't want to go I could see the me who actually was walking back in from having gone to the gym and you're all bouncy and you feel good and you know you've had that morning rush of endorphins and all of that and then i would then see the me who stayed in bed and didn't do what i was you know what i had meant to do and how that would affect like a domino effect all throughout my day and when I know to do that, it's like, no, nope, I got to get up. Because I don't want to feel like I that. And I know that feeling all too well. And I don't want to feel like that. James Clear talks about not breaking the chain. And when you've started to be consistent, and you know how good it feels, you're like, okay. And for all my visual people out there, whether it's a check mark in your planner or on your notion, um, on your lap on your desktop, or even if it's a mental check, kind of like building a little Lego set. Every day you do it, even if you want to physically do something to add to that, like you add a bead into a jar, or if you do have some of your kids' Legos, like stack another Lego for every day you complete your morning routine. Just to visually see it is a bit of a celebratory action you really should take. Because every time we do something we say we're going to do and we celebrate it, we're cementing that neuroplastic action within our brains that we've done it. So we're building that neuroplasticity, we're building those new neural pathways in our brain, showing that we can take those actions and that we've done them. So I also wanna remind you to do that. So with your mise en place, I want you to think about how you can begin to prepare for whatever action it is you want to take. Because I'm certain you've done that. Whether it's in cooking or planning and preparing for something beforehand. I'll give you that example too. A vacation. A lot of preparation goes into vacations, don't they? I mean... There's been quick vacations. I'm sure we've all just thrown some stuff in a bag and gone. Bought a ticket and gone. But for longer vacations, we do a lot of prep. Um, Kudos to my daughter because she did a lot of planning for all of us on this trip. And it was wonderful and so appreciative of her and the lengths that she went to to make this so wonderful. But we really have to take a really unique and individual approach to our morning routines because only we can know what it is we want to get out of it so what can you do to plan for your morning the next morning and how will that benefit you I would really love to know what that looks like for you. So please DM me at Synergies Coach on Instagram or email me at Debbie Mahelam at Debbie at Debbie com and let me know. I'm really, really curious to hear what you're going to be doing or what you've been doing if you've already been doing it. Um I find that really fascinating. So because I our mise en place, you know, what we do each night before, like I said, it'll be unique and will differ greatly. But that morning routine inspires each of us and still has to have that functional aspect. And when we've gotten the result from it, Again, it's going to raise our vibration exponentially and move us in the right direction for the entire day. And when your vibration is higher, you will attract greater. And when you are in that high vibrational space, I'm gonna use that domino effect again, but in a positive way. You are sending all of that positive energy to other people. You are influencing unconsciously others because that's when we have those great interactions with other people. When we're on that high vibe, wonderful feeling space and we're out in the world and you share that interaction with a barista or with somebody behind the cashier or just in an elevator and you're smiling and you're just full of all that incredible co-creative energy you don't know how much you could have changed someone's day because sometimes all we need is that small kindness from someone to completely pivot our days. The one thing I genuinely believe as humans that we need more than anything is connection. And when we are in that high vibrational space within ourselves and we offer that just unconscious connection to others, just the kindness It's that butterfly effect. And maybe that person will be offering it to somebody else, unbeknownst to them. So, the more change we can create in the world, the better off we'll be. So, we were talking about mise en place being something we do the night before. Now, what else do we do the night before? We go to sleep. But did you know that sleep has also something called sleep hygiene that we can do to create a greater morning routine? I didn't. But I learned about sleep hygiene. You're going, great, Debbie, what is that? Well, Sleep hygiene refers to a set of practices that promote consistent, uninterrupted sleep. I know you're going, yeah, okay. And then there are aliens that come from space and I would love some of that too. But we can also create practices that can help us get better sleep. We all know what we're guilty of. What's the number one thing do you think that promotes bad sleep? Yep, it's that thing we're on all day long. A little phone. Because the blue light, iPads, iPhones, TVs, can really disrupt and dysregulate our sleep patterns. So... What they say is that we need to establish a bedtime routine. I know I'm talking a lot of routines. I'm sorry, but these are things that we really need to do to help promote better sleep, which will enhance, of course, our morning routine. But sleep is a priority. Human connections, sleep, these are really big deals. We know this. So by a minimum of an hour but really up to three hours of like shutting out blue light before we go to bed we need to prioritize that we need to i encourage us all i'm including myself in this as well create a relaxing sleep environment and this includes avoiding things like caffeine alcohol and that blue light close to bedtime so we can get the better sleep that's why i think even eating close to bedtime i've noticed really disrupts my sleep patterns but when i eat you know a window of outside of three hours so like i'm going to just use whole numbers here like when i stop eating at six and i go to bed at nine I do much better than if I eat at eight and try to go to sleep at nine. It seems to really, really help, but the studies have shown that good sleep hygiene can lead to so many benefits for our physical and mental health. It improves mood, memory, creativity and cognitive performance, but it can also reduce stress and anxiety and depression. Now, I don't know about you, but this is big to me. Good sleep hygiene can help us keep our appetite and weight in check and reduce the risk of chronic diseases such as diabetes and heart disease. And it can also improve immune function. So hopefully, now that I've sold you on what good sleep hygiene can do, let's talk about the flip side or sleep hygiene negatively affects our physical and mental health. And that includes our cognitive function, you know, decreased productivity and increased risk of accidents and injuries. It can also contribute to chronic health problems such as obesity, diabetes, and again, cardiovascular disease. So not only does the research support better sleep, but how we go about creating our sleep practices is essential for setting ourselves up for daily success and overall well-being. So by prioritizing sleep and implementing healthy sleep habits, we can improve our physical and mental health, enhance our daily functioning, and achieve our goals more effectively. So setting up this morning ritual, I don't know, routine, process, however you want to coin a term that intuitively flows within you so that a label in and of itself isn't causing you resistance from the outset of doing this. So that not only sets you up for success, but builds a foundation for time, memory, and place energy. Okay, so earlier on in the episode, I said that I was going to tell you something that was going to blow your mind about time and location. And this is something that I learned from my mentor, Jay Shetty. And when I heard this, I was like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. Now Jay says that he learned from his mentors Time has memory. That when we do something at the same time every day, we not only remember it, but time remembers it. That's why if we then do something at different times of the day, we struggle. So if we've been eating regularly at the same time daily, we'll feel hungry at that same time. But if we start eating at different times, we begin to struggle because again, time has memory. I I mentioned to you probably a couple times, sorry, that as a part of my morning routine, I get up, take a shower and I go downstairs and use the apartment's elliptical or treadmill. And when I, don't do that when I do the sliding door of, oh, I'm going to be a sloth and stay in bed and feel crappy all day. I do, I feel off because clearly time does have memory. But here's the other thing Jay said, and this one really, really cemented this in for me location has energy. He said, if you do something in the same place every day, that place now holds an energy. And he was saying this, like whether it's good or bad, but if you meditate in the same place, in the same corner, on the same chair, on the same pillow, every day in that same place, there will be an energy that reminds in that location. And he was talking about himself meditating in temples that were 5,000 years old in South India, and that it was easier to meditate because people had been meditating there for thousands of years. So doesn't that make so much sense? How some things just seem inherently easier when we do them daily at the same time. Things that bring us ease, peace, and while maybe not joy, but essentially those hits of dopamine that leave us feeling happy. And I've noticed that when I do my morning routine, consistently being one of the keys, I notice that I do feel that location, energy. And I do feel that time memory, because when I'm doing those things, I always have this incredible sense of gratitude. And I, for me, I think it's because one, I got up to do it. So I do have that celebratory that I went and did it. And so there's that memory that time has kept and the energy that's in the location because, yeah, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. And I find that it going down. I realized after I heard this from him, I gravitate going to the same machine. I gravitate going to like, knowing to the same time I get down there. So even if I go down in the morning, I like to get there at, you know, within five minutes of the same time. Otherwise, I feel off. I know that sounds a little like too much, but it keeps me on schedule for the rest of the day. Um, So I thought that was really interesting. He also talked about these pillars of time, T I M E, that we all can apply, that even if it's just five minutes, more isn't always good, but in this sense, as long as we apply at least five minutes, we, as a starting point, it would be fantastic. But so in these pillars of T I M E time, T is for thankfulness. And it's the gratitude. And it's not just being like, oh, thank you for the air. Thank you for just, you know, being here. We need to be very specific. And I know that the more specific I am in my gratitude, exponentially I feel my my vibration rising i i I encourage you to try this too because when you're grateful for something and then you peel back the onion so to speak of what it is like let's say you have a partner and for those of us who don't have significant others you can use your children or a friend when you're like oh i'm so grateful for my friend But you then start to say why you're grateful for that friend and you don't limit it limit it to just one reason and you dig in a little deeper a little deeper a little deeper you feel your heart just open up and grow and grow and i don't know if any of you are like me in the sense that every time I have that visual, I think of the Grinch (laughs) and how his heart grew three times that size that day. I just have that visual in my head, but I love it because it's always that, that sense and that moment of joy, but that's what gratitude is. It's like the, the tears of happiness welling up in your eyes and watching your heart burst open. So, Specific gratitude that applies in your life. And then I is for insight. Learning. You know, podcasts. Again, thank you for listening right now. And books that we read. Courses that we take that fill us with knowledge and wisdom that we can apply practically into our lives. M. Meditation walking meditations, visualizations, breath work. Find your meditation practice that works for you specifically. And E is for exercise because everyone needs to find at least five minutes in a day at minimum to get their bodies moving. The more you move your body, the happier you will definitely be. So I hope that With what we've talked about today, you can see, not that you didn't already know, but in some small way, I can, I hope you see how a morning routine is truly the cornerstone foundation of strategically setting ourselves up for daily success. And how we're creating a morning routine, ritual process, whatever you want to call it, based on the season of our lives right now. And I realize it isn't effortless. It takes planning. That's why I love the mise en place, because that can help us make it more frictionless. So discover what it is you want to do. Start small. Be consistent, identify what it is that you want to do. Download the Wheel of Life that I have in the show notes, and, you know, choose the activities that you know will work for you. If it's journaling or reading, listening to the music, exercising, meditating, and, and just Continue to grow your practice. I will let you know that right now, I realize that I'm in a place with my own morning routine, especially now having come back like, to be honest, totally discombobulated from not having a real routine for the last two weeks. But from what my morning routine was, I know that it's time to grow my morning routine so i'm kind of right there with you guys that it's time to do something different and i'm not starting from scratch i'm starting from experience that it's going to i need to start and add something new in so i'll be going through the growing pains in discovering what that might be and having the consistency, pains, and all of that. If you want to hear more about it, I'd love to let you know. I'll probably drop it in my Instagram. But I'd love to hear from you. So please let me know what you're doing, what's working for you, what's not working for you. Do you do mise en place in cooking or planning for vacations or whatever else you might have done it with. I used to always do mise en place with my scrapbooking, believe it or not, because with crafts, there's just so many pieces. It was always easier to like plan out a layout and then get all of the pieces I needed right there. For all the ladies who've ever gone to a scrapbook crop, you know what I'm talking about. You can't bring everything with you. So you have all the the stickers and the papers and the tools that you're going to be using for the specific layouts with the photos already pre-done to bring with you. Um. So, yeah, definitely reach out. Let me know what's going on. And if there's anything else that you want to talk about, I'd love to hear it. It's it can feel sometimes like a gargantuan task to start a morning routine, but it shouldn't. We just have to start small and build from there. So break it down and remember why we're doing it. I think that's the most important part. We're feeding our souls, we're improving our sense of well-being. We're feeling good to feel good. And if it doesn't feel good, then we need to find a new activity. We want to improve our day overall and ultimately enhance our lives. So don't try to overhaul an entire morning routine where none existed. We're just setting ourselves up for the success we want and we can build on what we're already doing and anchor habits we know that will improve our day. Okay, friends, that wraps up another episode of Dear Debbie. Hopefully I earned the privilege of your time. Thank you so very much for being with me. I'm eternally grateful. And I look forward to speaking with you next week. And if you love today's episode and gotten any value from it or any other episode and can confidently say, I love Dear Debbie Dream Daringly Podcast, please consider tapping to rate with five stars and select write a review. Be sure to let me know what it is you love most about the episode, because this helps me support more people just like you dream ridiculously big and manifest and live the life desire. So just scroll to the bottom of the page where you listen to your podcast, tap to rate with those five stars and select write a review. Okay, till next week, remember, always be dreaming. Since I'm not a medical professional or scientist, I don't offer any professional health or medical advice. So if you're suffering from any medical or psychological conditions, I highly encourage you to seek help from qualified health professionals.